Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. I'm Rudy Maxa, a.k.a. the Savvy Traveler, and it's nice to have you here this weekend uh, with us. Today, we welcome a new station to our growing roster of affiliates. It's KTFS, 940 AM in Texarkana, Texas. Uh, nice to have KTFS in the family. And if you're a first-time listener, this show is all about travel. We talk about consumer issues that affect travelers, about current deals. We keep our finger on the pulse of travel by talking to journalists, authors, and others whose work makes our travel world richer. Uh, this hour, we're going to visit with a man whose website compares travel insurance options. I wanted him to join me today primarily because of the earthquake and tsunami in Japan. You probably already know flights to and from Japan have been canceled. The bullet trains are paralyzed. And of course, Japan is the scene of uh, hundreds of deaths and acres of devastation. But what if you were visiting when that earthquake hit? Is travel insurance something you should have when you travel? And does all travel insurance cover you for natural disasters like this? We'll get the answers. Journalist Tracy Gross will join us to discuss the touchy subject of returning precious works of art to their home countries. And we'll talk with a man whose community has raised the price of a gallon of gas by initiating a voluntary gas, gas task, tax. Excuse me, gas tax. You'll be fascinated to hear what they do with that extra money that that tax raises. And we're going to ask the question, if people become more cautious about taking unnecessary trips as a result of this voluntary tax. I'll have a few deals of the week at the end of the hour, as always, to save you some money, but let's begin with this week's news in travel. Now, I want you to keep in mind that this show is broadcast live uh, to many of our stations on Saturday morning, though a good number of stations do time shift the show to later in Saturday or into Sunday. I mention this because my first two the tragic news items are developing stories. A tour bus carrying 32 people returning from the Mohegan Sun Casino in Connecticut was apparently sideswiped around 5.30 Eastern time this morning, that's Saturday morning, by a tractor trailer while traveling south on the New England Thruway near exit 14. That's the interchange with the Hutchinson River Parkway in the Bronx, and it's a mess of a road, let me tell you. At least 13 passengers are dead and all the others are injured. The bus swerved and fell on its side, and hit a large road sign that sliced through the entire length of the truck at passenger level. Terrible, terrible. The bus carried the logo Worldwide Tours. As of Saturday morning, as I broadcast uh, live to many of our stations, as I mentioned, the death toll of the Japanese earthquake and tsunami still stands at an estimated 1,000 victims. But uh, this morning we learned there are about 9,500 people still unaccounted for. So it's clear, I fear, that the number of fatalities is going to grow. On Friday, most airlines halted services to Japan, and the State Department recommended Americans postpone travel to Japan till at least April 1st. Public transportation is shut down in the country, and most major highways, uh, many of which are on raised roads, are closed until they can be checked for structural integrity. You would be forgiven, given the enormity of the Japanese disaster, if you missed the fact that only a day earlier, at least 25 people were killed in an earthquake near China's southwest border, near Myanmar. That 5.8 quake toppled more than 1,000 houses and apartment buildings. That, these quakes uh, raise this question of traveling and having travel insurance. Uh, if you had been traveling on, on Friday in Japan when that tsunami and earthquake hit the island nation, 
would your travel insurance have kicked in if you had bought travel insurance before uh, before your trip? I wanted to put that question to John Cook, who runs a website called QuoteRight.com, and right is spelled with a W, W-R-I-G-H-T, QuoteRight.com. It's a travel insurance comparison site. In other words, well, I'll let John explain it. John, uh, everyone who bought travel insurance, everyone who is traveling in Japan who might have thought ahead and bought travel insurance, uh, are they covered for the expenses they might incur as a result of uh, the delay this natural disaster is causing? Uh, Rudy, uh, first, thanks for having me on. And, yes, most of the people who purchase travel insurance, of course, there's many different types of travel insurance, but the most popular is the uh, what we call packaged travel insurance plans. And those people that have that type of coverage, there's a travel delay benefit in that plan or in uh, those plans that will cover additional living expenses that are caused by, in most cases, natural disasters. So if their trip is delayed because of a natural disaster, the trip delay benefit will usually come in. And, now you, uh, you say in most additional living expenses. You say, John, in most cases, does that imply there are some that uh, exclude natural disasters? No, uh, they don't necessarily exclude natural disasters, but there's many different forms of travel insurance, uh, like flight insurance, flight accidental death insurance. Obviously, there aren't any benefits in there that would uh, benefit a traveler who's in Japan right now. So it's really the, uh, the travel uh, package plans. Uh, people call them comprehensive plans or package plans. They have trip cancellation, trip interruption coverage, travel delay coverage, usually baggage. Uh, those plans are the ones that are the most popular, and those are the ones that are going to be responding. Would those plans all generally include acts of uh, terrorism as well? Uh, yes, but it's usually on a limited basis. The acts of terrorism is usually a coverage under the trip cancellation, trip interruption coverages, where you can cancel or interrupt the trip if there's a terrorist act in a city that's on your itinerary so within so many days of your departure. All right, so you're about to go to Egypt, for example, and riots break out. Not that that was terrorism, but uh, riots break out. You may have a window of opportunity to get a full refund if you choose not to go. If it's deemed a terrorist act. Uh, Egypt was civil unrest, and most travel insurance policies, unfortunately, exclude civil unrest from uh, the trip cancellation or trip interruption coverage. Uh -huh. There were a couple of policies that did respond to that, though. Okay. Under the, the travel delay benefit, there is a response. There, there is a lot of people that have additional living expenses, and civil unrest is, is usually a reason why you can delay a trip and be covered. Also, there is uh, one company that provided for non-emergency medical evacuations. So if uh, you were evacuated or you were told to get out of Egypt, which uh, the State Department did say, then that uh, plan would have uh, provided assistance for that. We only have about 15 seconds left, John, but the moral is clear that w go to a website like QuoteRight.com and really read the fine print uh, and compare policies. Is that uh, the, the takeaway here? 
Yes, it is. Travel insurance is a contract. Uh, read it carefully. John, I really appreciate your joining us. Thank you. You're welcome. John Cook is the owner of Quote Right. That's a website at QuoteRight.com, and right is spelled with a W, quote, W-R-I-G-H-T. You can compare travel policies and look for that fine print because it can come back to bite you or it could come back to help you. Stick around. When we come back, we're going to talk about valuable stuff from countries that wind up in other countries. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transportation to the hospital of your choice. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit MedJet.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. Motorcycle owners, here's something to stash in your saddlebags. GEICO could save you money on motorcycle insurance. And here's how easy it is. You call GEICO and speak to a specialized motorcycle agent who gives you a free rate quote. If you're like thousands of other riders, the rate is less than what you pay now. And before you can say cha-ching, the agent also tells you about 24-7 emergency road service for less than a dollar a month. Savings. It's what we do for people. Call today for a free rate quote. Geico. Saving people money on more than just car insurance. Coles Cares wants to hear a story about a stand-up kid who saw a problem and fixed it, who met someone in need and tried to help. Go to ColesKids.com by March 15th to nominate a stand-up kid aged 6 to 18 who's bettered their community, and they could win a scholarship worth up to $10,000. Just part of over $415,000 in scholarships and prizes from Coles Cares. Because inspiring stories inspire all of us. Coles Cares. Coles. Expect great things. AutoZone. Want to make your tax refund go farther? Head to AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Why not use your tax refund to protect one of your greatest investments, your car? It's a great chance to do that project you've been putting off. Whether it's a battery, brakes, engine, or transmission, AutoZone has everything you need to do any job right. And if you need a little advice, we're here to help. Make both your car and tax refund go farther. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Join Rudy Maxa. Call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. It's 18 minutes after the hour. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. We've had Tracy Gross on the show before. She writes for ethicaltraveler.org, and she's got a fascinating piece on a fascinating subject. It's one of those sub-Rosa worlds that not many of us have access to or even think about much, but the fighting is close knife fighting. It has to do with... Uh, some of the world's great uh, pieces of art, sculpture, and so on, that during perhaps times of war or looting have been removed from their home country and decades later show up in a museum somewhere in another country. And then there comes a time that the home country says, hey, you know, uh, we'd like that back. Uh, a couple of, uh, well, we'll talk about a couple of the examples with Tracy. Hey, Tracy, welcome to the show. 
Hi, how are you? Fine. Tracy's done a piece about the efforts on some countries to get uh, uh, historical items returned. I guess among the three biggest you mentioned are the Elgin Marbles, the Rosetta Stone, and the Nefertiti Bust. Would that be a fair summation? I know there are more, many more. Right. There are many more, uh, thousands more, but the Elgin Marbles, uh, the Rosetta Stone, and uh, the uh, Nefertiti Bust are probably the most famous and iconic. Let's start with that first one, the Elgin, Elgin Marbles, and I'm reading from your article here. It's a group of sculptures and architectural features and other marble pieces taken from the Pantheon in Greece, obviously, and other buildings on the Acropolis in Athens between 1801 and 1805 by the British ambassador to the Ottoman Empire, Lord Elgin. He uh, apparently was very busy stuffing his pockets with stuff from the uh, Acropolis. Uh, they are now on display in the British Museum, or at least held by the British Museum, and the Greeks want him back, I gather. Exactly. Um, actually, they are basically the quintessential uh, marble pieces when you think of, uh, you know, Greek, Roman, Italian art pieces, and you think of that uh, that type in, uh, I'm sorry, that type in history. That's the image that you get. They are basically all of those statues where, you know, the arms are missing, or you have um, representations of the Greek gods and goddesses. They are actually, you know, there. And as you said, Lord Elgin basically spent his summer vacation, you know, t t pocketing everything that he could. <laughs> and uh, it's gotten so ugly that the, the Greeks are saying to the Brits, I mean, they're actually making threats if the Elgin marbles aren't returned, saying you can't come do any more archaeological digs, et cetera, here. Exactly. If you can't play nice, they, 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 the first thing that they want is complete return, um, and that's been rejected over the years. And unfortunately, it, it boils down to an issue not only of culture but of money, um, because you know if they are returned, uh, that represents a significant loss in revenue for the British Museum. Uh, people come to as travelers; they go to Britain and they see these pieces there in those museums rather than going to their countries of origin, going to you know Italy or Greece, and seeing them there. And there's also the British Museum is also holding the Rosetta Stone that, again, reading from your article, the tablet that became the key to the understanding and transcribing of Egyptian hieroglyphics. So yeah. I guess uh, the Egyptian Museum would like that back. Most definitely. Uh, Zari Hawass, who is uh, one of the leading Egyptologists in Egypt, has been making uh, you know a, a pitch for that to be returned for many, many years. Um, and unfortunately, the closest they've come to a return is the British Museum is, has given them a replica. So it, it's kind of adding <laughs> insult to injury. Um, you know, they recognize the importance of this piece, uh, and they recognize that, you know, it, that it has its rightful home there in Egypt. But instead of returning the actual item, they give them a replica. That's... Uh... <laughs> Why didn't they keep the replicas? Sent the original back. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, Egypt thought that we're talking with Terry Gross, who's written a fascinating piece at Ethical Traveler. Tracy Gross. I'm sorry, Tracy Gross uh, for EthicalTraveler.org uh, about the uh, pilfering. I guess for use a sort of polite word and uh, and negotiated return of of iconic items from uh, particular countries who want them back. Uh, and then there's the the bust of Egyptian Queen Nefertiti, which is. Uh, British Museum's off the hook on this one. It's at the Neues Museum, the new museum in Berlin, yes? Yes. And actually, they are getting a little bit better in some of those, you know, as I said, they, they give replicas. Or what the, the first thing that, that uh, the countries ask for is they out and out want the piece back. But with the treaties that, are, that have come up through UNESCO and Unidroit, uh, the second negotiation that they kind of go to is, okay, if you won't give it back outright, then let's give it back, and you basically re-loan it to the country of origin for a period of time to their museum, so museum to museum. 
Boy, I can see a museum going, gosh, if we agree to that, we're never going to get it back permanently. Exactly. Or, or, um, or once they get it back, they never give it back. Yeah, that, that's kind of, well, they, they basically have been able to, and with the Nefertiti bust, in, in some instances, they've stopped tours um, for, for that specific fear. The last time it left Berlin and it was traveling, they said, okay, well, it's going to travel, and but it can't go outside of countries that we have treaties with in terms of our being able to you know, put forward that this is our property and we can get it back. So it's, it didn't tour in, uh, in Greece. I mean, right, exactly. I mean, in Egypt, excuse me, sorry. Oh, Egypt, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, uh, you mentioned the treaties. There seem to be a couple treaties and international agreements. So why isn't it cut and dry? Is it just like any other piece of law, it's debatable? Um, it's extremely debatable because you're talking about international law, um, and it, it very much begs the arguments of, well, if it's the law in this country, are we going by the laws of the country where the artifact came from? Are we going by laws and treaties that are agreed to? Um, in a lot of the countries, there are many countries that have not agreed to these treaties. So, you know, they're saying basically you're trying to enforce something that we haven't agreed to. We're not subject to the United Nations laws. We're not subject to the agreements that you've made. So, you know, we basically don't recognize it, and we don't recognize your local laws. Homie ain't playing this game, right? Exactly. <laughs> now, but there have been some returns negotiated and some happy uh, uh, endings. Yes, there have been. Actually, uh, this year marks the 40th anniversary of the uh, first set of treaties um, in 1970. And since that time, there have been over 800,000 pieces that have been returned, and they've been quite successful. Um, you know, the 2000s have been a banner years, a banner decade, I should say, for returns. What about uh, things that tourists buy or, you know, it might be a discovery in a, uh, you know, a dust-covered discovery in a cheap shop, or it might be an artifact purchased from a major museum that needed money at the time. Um, are private individuals involved in this process at times? Um, yes, private individuals are. They're, it's a case where you, when you're traveling, the best thing you can do to be as ethical as possible in your travels is if you are dealing with purchasing artifacts, um, you know, there are laws governing the release or return or purchase. You're supposed to get permits and things like that. And that's the best way if you are sincerely a collector or these are items that the government and the peoples of those countries have agreed to release. Um, but the next best thing is to go through museums and places and purchase replicas um, and not to encourage um, theft. Basically, you know, that, that little piece of the, you know, the pyramid that, that you chip off that you think, oh, it won't hurt, it does. Yeah, oh, that's so true. I remember uh, when I first visited the, the pyramids of Giza in Egypt, you could, I climbed on them and watched, watched the sun come up one morning. You could walk all over them. Obviously, if you were so inclined, you could chip a piece of stone off. Uh, those are now, uh, that's now fenced off. You can't do that. But I'm sure for decades, people did exactly what you said, take a little chip off a stone. Right. You have a... You, you have a, another one here. This is the uh, Peruvian relics from Machu Picchu that uh, Hiram Bingham III uh, found in the early 1900s. Those are on display at Yale University's Peabody Museum. And that's, uh, aren't we making progress on that one? Yes, huge progress. In fact, uh, this past year, uh, the Peruvian president um, was extremely pleased. Alan Garcia, uh, the president of Peru, was, had been working with the uh, Yale University Peabody Museum, and they had negotiated the repatriation of the remainder of the artifacts uh, over a two-year period. And by the end 
of 2012, um, all of those artifacts that were taken from Machu Picchu and housed at Yale University will be returned to Peru. They will be put into, they are actually building a museum, uh, you know, specifically for those items. Um, and it was agreed even by the representatives, the archaeologists and um, the museum representatives at Yale, that it can do much more benefit in its home country than it could sitting, you know, in uh, a classroom somewhere or in, <laughs> in, in uh, you know, a university here in the States. Can you sum up the tug of war about this in 30 seconds of the ceremonial Aztec headdress that was given to Montezuma? Yes. And Austria, the war between Mexico and Austria on this? That's a fun one. Um, the most creative way that they've just, they've come up with to um, get things back is uh, basically Mexico was once uh, controlled by the French, and they have Maximilian's uh, carriage. Well, they the uh, Austrians have, the French and the Austrians have artifacts, and one of them is this headdress that was supposed to be a gift from Mon uh, Montezuma's headdress that was supposed to be a gift to Cortez. And so they're saying, look, we'll do tit for tat. We'll exchange this item that you want and you have that's your history for this item that we've got that's your history. Incredible. Check it out at ethicaltraveler.org. Tracy Gross's article is called Who Owns History? It's a fascinating piece. Tracy, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Stick around. We'll talk about a voluntary gas tax. I bet that sounds good to you. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transportation to the hospital of your choice. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit MedJet.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick. Jack knocked over a candlestick onto the shag carpeting, and his pants ignited into flames, causing him to stop, drop, and roll. Luckily, Jack recently had Geico help him with renter's insurance because all his belongings went up in flames. Jack got full replacement and now has new pants he ordered from Banana Republic. Visit geico.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to the show. It's 33 minutes after the hour. Um, about 11 years ago, uh, or about 10 and a half years ago, a group of citizens in Harrisburg, Virginia, uh, started a campaign that had to do with conserving gasoline. And this is 11 years ago. I know the price of oil has been in the news the last two or three weeks. Airline fee, uh, rate fares are going up because of the increase in the price of oil, which translates into higher jet fuel costs. You're feeling it at the pump. But 11 years ago in Harrisburg, Virginia, 
Some folks said, we're going to add a voluntary tax gas, a gas tax, excuse me, uh, to the price uh, you pay for gas. One of the co-founders of that movement is joining me now. His name is Ben Weiss. Ben, welcome to the show. Hello. Nice to have you on, Savvy, on, on Rudy Max's World. Thanks for having me. All right. So describe to me what a voluntary gas tax is and how one pays it when one pulls up to the pump. Well, the way our tax works is that people, uh, when, when they buy gasoline, they either keep the receipt or write down how many gallons of gas they purchased. And every six months, anyone who's part of our voluntary gas tax group, um, we get together and we have a meal. And then we, after the meal, we get together and we share how many gallons of fuel we purchased over the last six months and uh, how much tax we're going to pay. Typically, we pay 50 cents a gallon, but as it's voluntary, sometimes people come and they say, you know, they had some, you know, some other unintended economic costs in their life, and they can only afford to pay 10 cents a gallon this time. So it's voluntary, so people pay what they want. All right, and but it could be as high as 50 cents a gallon. That's, yeah, and uh, some people that don't have cars, they like what we do, so they come and they contribute even though they don't have a car. So <laughs> so you guys have been used to $3 uh, and $3.50 a gallon gas for a long time. For a long time, and it's uh, it's the, when the group gets together, it can. last time we got together we had over $2,000 in tax that we collected. All right, what happens to that money? So that then... It's a really fun process. That was something when we started that we hadn't really had as our intention, but it's turned out to be quite fun. You get together with a group of people that are all willing to pay a tax that's not levied by the government, it tends to be an, an interesting group of folks. So then we have a conversation about what sorts of things we've been thinking about supporting. And um, some of our more interesting successes have been that we gave Habitat for Humanity locally a $1,200 grant or something to do some energy efficiency stuff, and we allowed them to decide what they were going to do with that. Mm -hmm. And this has been probably five years ago, and it ended up they sent their to a uh, conference, and he, he decided to come back and put a solar water heater on one of their houses. And it was such, such a success that now they install solar every Habitat house that's built in our town. That's incredible. And, and I gather you've got more than you've given to money to dozens of organizations, haven't dozens you? Dozens of organizations, yes. And a lot of our local organizations are nonprofits or things like that. And we usually have some sort of energy efficiency project in mind. So, like, there was a local nonprofit that worked with people that have mental illness, and we gave them a grant to insulate the um, house that they worked out of so that their energy costs would be lower. My guess um, is... I'm sorry, I was going to identify you again, Ben. My guest is Ben Wise, who's co-founder in Harrisburg, Virginia, of a voluntary gas tax that his community has gotten together to promote. Now, I, I'm guessing, Ben, you tell me that part of the motivation for this uh, was to make people more aware of how perhaps many unnecessary trips they're taking. In other words, in, to encourage conservation of fuel. Yeah, so sort of the, the heroes of the group are the people who pay the least amount of tax because they figured out how to organize their lives around walking or biking or using public transportation. But, yeah, when you keep track of every gallon of gasoline that you per purchase, you start to be more aware. So it raises your own personal awareness, but then it also helps, about th helps us individually think about the bigger costs of our fuel dependency on the environment. On uh, There's areas of the world that have a lot of 
energy resources that are embroiled in conflicts around those energy resources. Yeah, I've heard um, that. <laughs> climate change um, is another issue. So we, you know, whether it's whether it's conflict or climate change or, or environmental concerns, air quality. Um, the nature of the communities that we live in, whether they're walkable and bikeable, those are bigger picture things that many of us think about. And your movement has spread a bit, hasn't it? Where else are there similar groups? Well, I guess there's one in Goshen, Indiana now. Um, there is one starting in Charlottesville. There's, I think, one starting in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, Davis, California has has also taken up this this project. And most of these... Um, have happened because of some personal connection, but sometimes people have found our website and gotten inspired and started it and emailed us to say, hey, we, uh, we're doing this too. Well, let's end this interview by giving that website. It's voluntarygastax.org. If you or some of your friends might be interested in starting a voluntary uh, gas tax group in your hometown, uh, go to that website, voluntarygastax.org. Org. Ben, I think it's a brilliant idea, and I congratulate you on your farsightedness, because 11 years ago, who would have known what's going on today? Thank you for your time, Rudy. Nice talking to you. Bye. Let me give that website again, because I think it's great. Voluntarygastax.org. And I guess, uh, as he mentioned, when you're keeping track of the gallons of gas you use, it reminds me of dieters who actually write down every single thing, uh, every single kind of food or drink they put in their mouth in the average day, and it does tend to focus your attention and help you lose weight. It may help you use less gas as well. Stick around when we come back. I'm going to talk about extra airline fees. I'm going to do a little rant. Hey, you can call us, too, at 800-387-8025. 800-387-8025. Join us. We'll be right back. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. I'm Jim Cook, brewer and founder of Samuel Adams, and nearly every day for the past 27 years, I've had a Boston lager. Nice, rich amber color and a head so thick, you can float a bottle cap on it. I taste a sample from every batch, and I still look forward to the taste of the next one. Delicious. Samuel Adams Boston Lager. Cheers to an American original. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Save responsibly. Adventurous Americans. Maybe you own a motorcycle, a boat, an RV, a PWC, or an ATV. Well, FYI, GEICO could save you money on insuring those vehicles. And here's how easy it is. You call GEICO and speak with a specialized agent about all the vehicles you own. The agent crunches the numbers. And if you're like thousands of others, your rate is less than what you pay now. And where I come from... Paying less means saving money. Call GEICO today for a free rate quote. GEICO, saving people money on more than just car insurance. Coles Cares wants to hear a story about a stand-up kid who saw a problem and fixed it, who met someone in need and tried to help. Go to ColesKids.com by March 15th to nominate a stand-up kid aged 6 to 18 who's bettered their community, and they could win a scholarship worth up to $10,000. Just part of over $415,000 in scholarships and prizes from Coles Cares. Because inspiring stories inspire all of us. Coles Cares. Coles. Expect great things. AutoZone. 
Want to make your tax refund go farther? Head to AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Why not use your tax refund to protect one of your greatest investments, your car? It's a great chance to do that project you've been putting off. Whether it's a battery, brakes, engine, or transmission, AutoZone has everything you need to do any job right. And if you need a little advice, we're here to help. Make both your car and tax refund go farther. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Hey folks, Rudy Maxi here with an important question. Who's watching your home when you're not there or even when you are? Well, it could be a burglar. Burglars prefer to break in often when they think no one is home or when they think no one will stop them. So don't be an easy target. Now you can get a free security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security, with 24-hour protection. Just pick up your phone and get free hardware, free medical and fire alert service, and free activation. It's an $850 value. Protect your home by calling your authorized ADT dealer at 866-750-6633. You'll get 24-hour protection and there's no cost for parts or activation. Call now about a free security system monitored by ADT. The number to call is 866-750-6633. That's 866-750-6633. Again, 866-750-6633, or you can also log on to RudyMaxa.com and check out the Sponsors button for more information on these ADT security savings. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under radio sponsors for more info. Welcome back. It's uh, 43 after the hour. Here's what you're going to find at RudyMaxa.com. First of all, you'll find podcasts of past shows. So... Um, if you like to put your feet up and listen to some past shows you might have missed, they're right there. You just click on them, and they'll start playing automatically. I also do a travel minute Monday through Friday, five days a week for many of our stations. It's consumer travel commentary. Some of it grows out of what I learn on a weekend show. Some of it doesn't. You're welcome to, uh, to read. Those are real qu quick reads. A, a minute is only about 200 words, uh, 230 words. You can uh, catch up on those. Uh, and uh, all kinds of other stuff over there. Listen, if you want to write to me, if you have a topic uh, you'd like me to address, if you have a travel question you'd like me to address on the air, just write me at Rudy, R-U-D-Y, at Rudy Maxa. That's Max with an A on the end, RudyMaxa.com. Rudy at RudyMaxa.com. Drop me a note. Tell me what you think. If you're mad at me, occasionally I do get some notes from people. Um, uh, and uh, I also get some nice notes. But anyway, feel free to write me anytime. Our number... Uh, our toll-free number, um, if we're on the air live, we may, we may bring you into the conversation or we may uh, uh, book you for another show. If your station is carrying our show on a time-delayed basis, not uncommon, uh, you'll get a recording when you call 800-387-8025. When that happens, leave a message. Tell me what you want to talk about or what you want to ask. Let me know uh, your phone number, your name, and when a good time to call you might be. And we uh, will either chat privately or uh, if it's a quick question or if it's something that we think the audience, you think the audience, or I think the audience might be interested in, we'll, uh, we'll arrange to have you on the show. So that number is 800-387-8025. There you go. Two ways to reach me. Rudy at RudyMaxa.com, 800-387-8025. Well, American Airlines raised fares by $10 per round trip on Thursday. This is the seventh, I say the seventh, price hike this year, and it's only early March. 
Delta, JetBlue, other airlines quickly matched the American increase. Uh, now, if you buy a ticket today, you're paying about $60 more than if you'd bought that same ticket only two months ago. And here's a startling figure. Focus on this one. The cheapest round-trip fare between New York and Los Angeles last July, that's last July, was $382. Today it's $544. Uh, I stressed this weekend, but I'll, uh, last weekend, I'm going to say it again this weekend, if you know you need an airline ticket in the upcoming months, buy it today. Don't put it off. I mean, seven increases, uh, eighth and ninth couldn't, might not be far behind. We're going to talk a little more about this the next hour, the top of the next hour, with Tom Parsons of bestfares.com. He's got some He's got some amazing insights into fare increases and what's going on. Uh, um, anyway, I'll, I'll wait and I'll save some of the surprises for you coming up in the next hour. Meanwhile, there was a fascinating piece in the Wall Street Journal this week on, uh, on airlines trying to figure out more creative ways to offer more fees. Now, in some cases, what airlines are actually starting to do now is going, okay, we've 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 charging them fees for things we are charging passengers fees for things that we already we used to do for free, i.e., luggage. Uh, meals and that sort of thing. How can we charge fees for something that passengers will be grateful for because it'll make their traveling, their trip more pleasant? Uh, I guess to me that's a positive step. At least they want to give us something that we didn't have before, um, as opposed to, say, Spirit Airways' decision uh, last year to begin charging between $20 and $30 for a second carry-on bag if you have to put it in the overhead compartment. Um, we had that for free before, so that's that doesn't thrill us. Uh, by the way, the Department of Transportation says Spirit Airlines derives 27% of its revenue from additional fees. That's a quite extraordinary. Now, these fees have uh, have saved the airlines bacon and helped put most of them into the black. <clears throat> excuse me, the last few quarters, um, but carriers want to want to uh, tap into even more uh, more sources of of revenue. And let me tell you a couple of them. One one is going to be giving you a a, a, a seat with more leg room. Um, that's a uh, uh, that's a goal of some of the airlines. United is going to do that. JetBlue's offering you first-run movies instead of second and third and fourth-run movies, but you've got to pay 6 bucks. Uh, Delta will offer you Wi-Fi for 5 to $13, depending on the length of your flight. America will let you hang out in their Admirals Club for a $50 one-day fee. Southwest will give you early access to seats. In other words, you get to board before everybody else and grab that aisle or window seat and avoid the middle. Um, so th this is a trend that uh, I actually appreciate because at least you're getting something for your money instead of paying for something that was previously free, like checking your first and second bag. Uh, we will keep an eye, as we always do, on airline fees and what it means to you. It's a fascinating uh, uh, juggling game the airlines are paying, how far they can go in charging fees uh, without totally irritating everybody. Uh, but as I say, for example, the Delta uh, Delta plans to begin a test of high-end meals in Coach this spring on its New York to L.A. flights in Coach. You know what? If you got a five-and-a-half, five-hour flight coast-to-coast, uh, -coast, maybe you want to pay a little more for a nice meal. So that's what I talk about. That's what I mean when I talk about value-added uh, fees. Stick around. i got some deals of the week that will save you some money right after these messages. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages.
This segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Service Magic. Now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs, remodeling, plumbing needs, maid services, and so much more. Visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com. 52 minutes after the hour, it's time for my deal of the week. Boy, we spare no expense on sound effects. Twice. It plays twice. Got a couple deals of the week. This one, you know, we were talking about expensive airfares, and I was speaking uh, just this uh, this week. I had a cup of coffee with a gentleman who works with Colette Vacations, and he was talking about, he was saying he, he was attending to take his, his wife and two children to Italy this summer, and he priced air tickets. This is on Delta out of Minneapolis-St. Paul to any town in Italy, $2,200 per person, coach. $2,200 per person in the summer to go to Italy from Minneapolis-St. Paul. Unbelievable. So when a deal like this comes across my desk, I sit up and pay attention. This is from Scepter Tours. And I'll spell that for you because their website obviously is their name. I'll spell that for you in a minute. But check this out. It's a four-night Dublin vacation, including air and hotel, for just $699 per person. This is out of New York. I'll give you some prices from other cities in a minute. Now, let me tell you what the hotel is. It's the Four Seasons in Dublin. Give me a break. This is like crazy. Now, uh, truth in advertising, uh, not that they say this, but I will tell you this. I mean, they say it in small print at the bottom. Add $200 a person or a little less than that for uh, taxes and fees and all that stuff that the, the government throws on your airline ticket. Still, we're talking less than $900 per person for round-trip airfare plus four nights in a four seasons in Dublin. I mean, that's extraordinary. For That would be... Yeah, less than $900. Unbelievable. You know, uh, Dublin's a fascinating city. If you've never been to Dublin, you know, the Book of Kells is there. Um, that illustrated, uh, incredibly illustrated volume of, uh, of the Gospels. It's in the Trinity Library in Dublin. Dublin is the home to, uh, oh my goodness, everybody from James Joyce to, uh, the, the, list, the list is endless of Irish writers who were, who were from there. Um, and uh, part of this will be a, uh, a tour walking in the footsteps of Irish writers and visiting museums. Um, it's quite an extraordinary deal. Now, there are a lot of interesting add-ons that I find to this. You got the airfare, you got the uh, Four Seasons, and that fare of uh, uh, total price of about $900 per person, including taxes, is round trip from New York City's JFK to Dublin. Uh, but then there are these really interesting add-ons. 28 bucks a person, you can have a traditional tea. Uh, in the afternoon at the Four Seasons. Uh, pretend you're living in the 1830s. Uh, you can stay an extra night at the Four Seasons for only $99 per person. Not bad. Uh, you can upgrade to a junior suite for $199. You can get a three-day Dublin pass for $60 for a person, uh, per person. Um, you can do a literary pub crawl for $20 per person. <laughs> and you can even upgrade to business class for $600 per person each way. Uh, quite a deal. Uh, this is offered at Sept uh, Scepter Tours. Uh, um, let me see if I can find some of these other city departure prices. Um, yeah, if you're flying out of Boston, and I'm going to add the taxes and, and, and to the fare, so we get, get the full price. If you're flying out of Boston, the price is nine, a little under, a little over, just a change over $900 per person. Chicago, uh, $789, so under $1,000 per person. From Orlando, Nine hundred sixty-nine. So a little under a thousand per person. Uh, now this is based on two people traveling together on select Wednesday and Thursday departures between March twentieth and May sixteenth. 
You can leave other days, might be slightly higher. But uh, I think this is an extraordinary bargain. You can find additional details at Scepter Tours. And let me spell that Scepter for you because it's one of those f- words that I'd flunk if I were in a spelling bee. It's S-C-E-P-T-R-E tours.com. Scepter Tours.com. Check it out. It's a literary uh, cruise through uh, Dublin, or not cruise, but a uh, uh, tour of Dublin with four nights for under $900 if you're leaving from New York per person, uh, four nights at the Four Seasons in Dublin. Uh, I don't know how they managed to get these prices. They must have booked this trip long before jet fuel prices were going up. Uh, a couple things you ought to know about Amtrak. Amtrak has weekly specials. Uh, they go on sale between Tuesday and Friday of each week. And these fares are sometimes discounted up to 80% off and could be for any train in the country. Uh, it's a real grab bag. But if you go to Amtrak.com, you should check it out. Um, other ways to save money on Amtrak, if you're a senior citizen, if you're a member of the military, a member of AAA, uh, or Veterans Advantage, or ISIC, or Student Advantage, or the National Association of Rail Passengers, You get a discount on Amtrak fares just by clicking the right box on Amtrak's purchase page. High school juniors and seniors traveling with an adult get a 50% discount by buying an Amtrak ticket at campusvisit.com. How about that? High school juniors and seniors traveling with an adult get a 50% discount by buying your tickets at uh, campusvisit.com. And then there are all kinds of regional deals. Vermont really wants you to visit them by train. If you, visit, if you visit Vermont from outside the state by, state by train, you get 20% off any trip through the end of October. If you're traveling within the state, you get a flat $12 fare on any in-state trip in Vermont. I can't take a, a, you know, a bus to Dulles Airport from Washington, D.C. for 12 bucks. Exactly. Amazing deals. So check those out at Amtrak.com. There are a lot more in Massachusetts and other New England states have deals as well. We're going to take a break. Uh, some local news from your station, some local messages. When we come back, we got a whole other hour of travel. We're going to talk airfares with Tom Parsons. We're going to talk. You think you think your travel is rough having to go through security? Wait till you hear about this Spaniard who had to go up the Amazon River. Unbelievable. Um, stick around. We've got a full hour coming up. Don't go away. I'm Rudy Max. You're in Rudy Max's world. Glad you are. We'll be back in a few minutes. listening to Rudy Max's World and as always you're hearing must hear radio on the SSI radio network